2: Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
3: Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode where we are filling in the gaps until Mavs comes back in January. We still actually don't have a date. Hello, Aide. How are you? Hi, Tane. Like
2: you, anticipating. What are they going to tell us when these people are coming back?
3: I know. We need to plan our lives, man. it is thanksgiving week are you excited about
2: thanksgiving i'm very excited about thanksgiving i have to cook food which i usually don't do but
3: (laughs) i do it for thanksgiving i know thanksgiving is just a holiday i've just never done a lot of so it's usually i see it as a rest and relaxation day i also don't like turkey so we are getting a turducken
2: which is miles better than a turkey miles better
3: I discovered a turkey that I like, which is from Popeyes. <laughs> so <laughs> last year, uh, I spent it with my husband's family, and I got the, I did the turkey, and I got it, and it's so easy. You just have to thaw it for seventy two hours, and the day of, you just pop it in. They have the dressing and all that. It's a Cajun turkey, and put it all in, and they give you the instructions, and it was delicious. So I'm doing that again this year, even though it's just two of us and a friend. Um, we did the
2: count and our estimated guest count for Thanksgiving is thirty-five people. Oh my
3: god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> one major difference between myself and Aid, Aid enjoys hosting. I do not.
2: Um I just you- wanted to be known that I this is a group project. I am not hosting 35 people. Me and my whole family as a collective effort are hosting 35 people.
3: My statement still stands. I think you like to host. I like the, the funny
2: thing is I like the preparation of hosting the actual people. I think I'm kind of like take them or leave them, but I'm happy to like prepare for them and feed them. And then when they get here, I'm like, do I have to talk to you?
3: <laughs> uh, Anxiety inducing. <laughs> I'm just like, what can I order? Where am I going? I don't want to go to anyone's house. I just want to sit and be <laughs> myself. So, but anyways, I'm looking forward to it. So I hope everyone has good Thanksgiving plans and hope you get to spend it with loved ones. But anyways, as we said, we told you guys that we would not leave you hanging. So this week we are going to cover. I feel is an underrated show on Bravo, which is Family Karma. Do you agree with that? Very underrated, but it's the thing about Bravo is uh, we
2: we have said it before. We will say it again. Very bad shows get all the ratings and all the hype. Very the list- good shows get
3: lots of critical acclaim and like no one watches. <laughs> Yeah. And they just need to give it a chance. I was going to say very bad shows, unless you're Candy Show. Candy keeps getting all the shows, but they keep getting canceled after one season. <laughs> like, it's so, wow. Anyways, um, yes. And Family Karma is part of, you know, I didn't check my timelines, but I want to say off the top of my memory there was a time where Bravo decided to di- diversify and I don't know if you ever watched them. That was when Mexican dynasties came out and Texicana came out. Did you watch those? Yes. both. Yeah. Of them. So was that about the same time as family karma? I can't remember. because no, family, family karma, karma was, I, I feel like it's years after, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Because, um, family karma is three seasons in. So that would be about three years ago. They had a long break. Okay, so Texicanas and Mexican
2: Dynasties were 2019. And Family Karma was 2020.
3: Okay. So So about the... Kind of. Yes, yes, kind of. So I think they decided to... But it's so sad that a show like that comes on and I'm thinking it's not going to make it past the season. And much like Housewives, I do think every Housewife needs like a second season to marinate, to do what you can, because part of it is also like Bravo does not do well in the marketing for these shows, and I just don't understand why. But I'm glad that Family Karma made it because this is such a delightful show. I think that's the best way I can describe the show. And the casting is perfection.
2: The cast is perfect, and the show has a purity about it that you just don't find
3: in reality TV. Yeah. In the sense that these people actually know each other. <laughs> yes, and that is the key to a reality show. Get people who know each other so the organicness just flows and happens um, as it should. So these people know each other and not just these people, their parents and the people around them and the family and all that. But here's my issue with Bravo. I think we mentioned this in our BravoCon episode I know they had like a lounge or something for them, but I also don't feel like they went hard for them in promoting them. And I don't know if you've noticed, I don't think I've seen any cast member be on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, I, um, we will get into this, but someone, I think, yeah, someone was on Watch What, I watched a Watch What Happens
2: Live that Vishal was on. Okay. Uh, um, But I have, I don't usually watch Watch What Happens Live. So I don't know if they have,
3: and I think they had someone on yesterday, on Sunday. So I think they- Probably Emer- but here's my thing. We're counting how many times they've been on there. <laughs> they've been there once or whatever. I watch, watch What Happens Live. It's on my DVR. So maybe I missed episodes that they were on. But that's my point. Is like, I can tell you how many people from other shows that I've seen. And usually the day a show airs, there's someone from the cast that has been on there. Why are we counting? How many people won this day, won that day for a show that's been on three seasons? Like, I just think you could do better. I'm, um, I'm hoping that that they have someone on every Sunday. Mm, no. They have someone from Potomac and then some movie star or someone that's not really, it's not all the time, I guess is what I'm saying, but there's also been just three episodes. Yeah. Like, I don't want to count. Like it should be like a staple, like give them the same thing. You give all the winter houses, summer houses, whatever people.
2: I would agree with you that Bravo, right? Even with the Bravo con, you mentioned it, how you wish that Andy would have asked them a question during the legends ball because they looked amazing
3: and they need the promotion. You know, maybe they're doing the best they can, but I just think that they could do more for family karma and get it out um, to the people. I mean, you had the pleasure of taking a picture with uh, Nick and Amrit at BravoCon. It was very exciting because it was the first, what, 30 minutes that
2: we were there? And there <laughs> they were. And other people were taking pictures, and I was like, I watch the show. I want a picture with them, too. Um, and it was really fun. I, they were, th- this is what I mean about the purity. That was the very beginning of BravoCon. This is mm-hmm. the first time family karma has got to come to BravoCon. I could tell that Nicholas and Amrit were like, this is crazy. People want a picture <laughs> with us. And I congratulated them on their wedding and he like held up his hand to show the ring. I was like, oh, purity.
3: Yeah. They're so nice. And Bali was kind enough to make a video for me and just tell every- Well, it was really for her. She told everyone to watch Family Karma, but it was still <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it was still good. So it's a good cast. I mean, they haven't been poisoned by the Bravo Will. They just seem to live their regular lives. I don't think we have a cast member that's like a full-time influencer yet. They still all have their jobs, right? It feels that way. I will
2: my other like reason why I think I like Family Karma so much is I'm like, you could totally do this with Nigerians. There is a Nigerian community that is just as interconnected.
3: Same immigrant story. We could have this show for ourselves. We could. Yes, that's the thing that is very lovable about Family Karma. It's like immigrants. We're all just the same when it comes down to it. (laughs) I will say, though, what the difference is, and part of the big thing that I enjoy about Family Karma, the parents are the coolest parents ever that I don't think Nigerian parents could pull off.
2: I think there's a group of aunties out there who are just as cool as these aunties.
3: I don't think they're that progressive. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I and I don't think they would want to show it on TV. Yes, that's that's why I say they're not that progressive. So, like the DNA of everything in terms of certain um, traditions that they have, which we're going to talk about and things, is there, but for it to be organic and not really worry about the community and how they're just free with how they are is they have the coolest parents and I just love their parents and how accepting they are of a lot of things how they get down with the get down and don't care and altogether the chemistry is just fantastic.
2: And for those of you who haven't watched which we hope after you listen to this you better go watch this show the interconnectedness is so like it's not just that the parents are friends and the kids are friends the parents are f- are connected to their friends' children, if that makes sense. Like, the interconnectedness is is generational, intergenerational.
3: Yeah, it is. And there's a thing, like, you see, they when you watch it, you hear them, the group of mothers call themselves the aunties or whatever. And that's a thing, like, even in Nigerian culture, as long as you have a family friend that you've grown up with, that person is your auntie and their kids are your cousins. You are not related by blood, but those are your cousins. It's just easier. So, <laughs> and you can't be calling grownups by their first
2: name. So putting auntie in front of it is, is helpful.
3: It's necessary. So this season starts with a much awaited wedding, which is Vishal and Risha's wedding, which I just never saw coming. And I cannot believe that they actually got married. Uh, I'm surprised they got married.
2: Um, but that's, I mean, I'm surprised that they made it to a wedding.
3: I don't think Risha likes Fishal. Oh, but I think she
2: likes the feeling of superiority. I oh, think she loves great. that she's in a relationship where she is the superior person in the partnership.
3: I I, I don't understand the dynamic. <laughs> I can't as much as I like to like psychoanalyze a lot of things, I can't I can't pick anything out from that. she literally recoils from him anytime that he tries. And then she covers it up by laughing. She laughs a lot at things he does. And I'm like, is this from nervousness or irritation or what is it? And every time he tries to kiss or anything, you see her laughing and pulling away. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, I don't get them. I, I get them on some level. <laughs> you
2: can't be together for 10 years unless there's something that's holding you together their ability to last is very questionable because I wonder how long Risha is going to enjoy being superior. (laughs) And yeah. So in the episode of watch what happened live that I watched, Andy asked a question about, I'm going to call her Lopa auntie, even though her name's just Lopa, but they all call her Lopa auntie. Um, That's Risha's mom. Risha's mom. Why she hates Vishal and, how the, he, and he asked how they could improve their relationship. And she said, Vishal said, if she could stop running around calling me stupid, that would be great for our relationship. I was just like, I felt bad for him. But then as the episodes went on, I'm like, this woman just cannot, she cannot hide the fact that she has such disdain for her son-in-law. And his no
3: parents. really should she. <laughs> and I think she hates his parents because they created <laughs> The monster that he is. But yeah, I I, I, I don't know what the right thing to do is because it's part disappointment that, Risha, this is the best you could do, really. After all that I taught you, this is right. Because her mom is kind of like a... She's not a pariah, but she was like a single mom, I guess. Yes. Which is, you know, unheard of and how could you do that? And she tends to march to the beat of her own drums. So I think she had high expectations for... She's her only child, right? It, yes, I think so. Yes. Um, for her only child. And it's just like, every time Vishal has an opportunity to prove himself wrong, he does not. And as her mom, it's understandable. It's just that she she's not trying to play nice and act like she doesn't care. She does. I, I think it's very clear that she thinks the world of her child... Yeah. And so it's kind of confusing that
2: you think your daughter is the best thing ever, but you are disgusted by the
3: person that she has chosen to marry. I think the two can exist. <laughs> I think the two can exist. I think Risha should she gives... not pick him? Does she not pick him? <laughs> That's funny. Um, Risha gives me candy energy. It's like the whole Todd thing, except, I mean, I think Todd ranks higher than Vishal. And to give context, guys, Vishal still lives at home with his parents. He works for his parents, or I think he's separated, but he was working with his parents. They do everything for him. He's basically like a man-child. I will say this. I do not think they would have ever gotten married
2: if the show hadn't happened because the show apparently is the first thing that Vishal has succeeded at.
3: Nah, and it was a group effort.
2: (laughs) It was a group effort. But I I think he and... Anisha were the driving force behind the show. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones who I think went to producers and whatnot. So apparently he's a good idea kind of person and this is the first good idea that has panned out into something. Yeah, And really? I think afforded him the finances
3: to get married. <laughs> Girl, let us talk about that wedding. I oh. said, how much did this wedding cost? Oh. Oh my Six God. figures
2: or more. It had to be. It was gorgeous though. Beautiful.
3: It was gorgeous. I always say, in your lifetime, you should go to an Indian wedding and a Nigerian wedding. They're the only people who may rival each other in terms of gorgeousness and getting litty as a titty. I got that from Love is Blind. But <laughs> <laughs> You can leave it there, too. You can leave it there. So, um, yeah. So, that was a fun wedding. They had it in Mexico. Again, not to reference this multiple times, but in our... Bonus episode where we talked about Nigerian weddings. We mentioned how there are different ceremonies, different st- steps, and it takes multiple days. This is the same here, except they added one extra thing. They added a holy, which is nothing to do with weddings. Nothing. <laughs> but they told us that. I appreciated that they were yeah. like, eh, we just wanted this. Yeah, and they just wanted a Bollywood wedding and a Bollywood wedding is extra vegan, and they go all out. There was loads of alcohol, loads of dancing, loads of beautiful clothes and loads of like, it was just the food. The food was there, like just a lot of the food and they went all out. They went all out, including the ceremony where it was like four hours. That <laughs> montage was hilarious.
2: <laughs> oh, and for you guys, I want to recommend a podcast for you. It's called The Reality Is. Um, Artie and Anur... And Artie is Indian and their perspective on the wedding was hilarious. They just complained about it the whole time. And then they apologized for complaining, but they did a lot of explaining like, this is what an Indian wedding is like. This is the parts that they just threw in. It was, it was really
3: nice. It just reminded me of probably how we were bitching about SK. (laughs) (laughs) It's just different when you're in the know, you're just like, no, don't give people the wrong idea. (laughs) Um, But, um, yeah, I just, you know, Risha and Vishal, I know you stopped watching Vanderpump Rules, but they remind me of Tom and Katie Light because we find out later in the episode that they do not have a marriage license. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. And that was the same thing. Tom was basically like a man child and she just needed him to step up and he just never did like all the drinking, all the stuff. Can we talk about the drinking that Vishal did at the wedding? The wedding looked fun, but it's like, everybody else can get drunk like that. The bride and groom can't do that, Vishal. Oh, it was too much. To the point where he did not spend his wedding night with his wife. He passed out with his best friend, and his best friend just kind of charged his phone and catered to him. And again, she laughed. That's all Risha (laughs) does is laugh. And she's like, you can't get your wedding night back. You spent it with your best friend. And that's just like... Yeah, that was that was not cool. And then just showing his butt and then falling. He shouldn't be that sloppy drunk. Like a, why? A wedding.
2: And I, it's hilarious because last week they made it seem like it was gonna be this big thing that Michelle got drunk and didn't spend the night with his wife. And then this week, Risha laughs and we move on. Like oh, then Amrit uh, laughs and we move
3: on. Like it's no big deal. <laughs> But I got to tell you, like all that drinking, which included the parents and everyone, I think at some point, Monica was pouring vodka down someone's throat, which I got to tell you again, that happened at my brother's wedding. There were my two cousins pouring vodka down people's throats, including my aunties. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't do it on TV, but that was the vibe at the wedding. But they can rival any of the winter houses, summer houses that, you know, I don't think it's a bad idea to include them. Although I've seen some people online say don't don't um don't corrupt our family karma guys, I'm like, what corruption? They're already corrupted. They just need to be integrated into the system. <laughs> but speaking of Amrit, who helped um, Vishal on his wedding night, can we talk about their friendship? I love their friendship. It's
2: beautiful, and they're at BravoCon they had their company, which makes underwear that makes your butt look good <laughs> if you're a man.
3: There was no women version. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And for background, like Amrit is Indian, like most of the cast, but he's also gay. And it's just the most beautiful thing because it's a tough thing when you come from a culture where it's not as accepted. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of immigrants care about what other people, what will society do, what will society think, how will they shun you and all that stuff. But his family just accepted him for who he is. And He said, you know, Vishal was very welcoming of him and his sexuality to the point where in the earlier seasons, well, the first season, a lot of people speculated that Vishal was gay. And then in the second season, they brought this, I don't want to call him a random character because he is integrated with their family, but he was just like, who are you? Like, where are you? Where did you (laughs) come from? It felt (laughs) like
2: he wanted to be the other gay Indian.
3: Yeah, and it was just like he didn't fit in, and he just seemed like he was cloutish. Which, like we mentioned, none of these people give clout energy. So to just have clout energy was just just threw us off so much. And he accused him of being gay, and Vishal was like, "I," well, he threatened violence. (laughs) Which, if you, (laughs) we're not laughing at the fact that he threatened violence. It's just that if you know Vishal, like he's not. He's not going to do anything. We could could see how we look like. Like you don't threaten somebody else, especially another gay man, because that's part of a lot of the reality that they face every day. But we've never seen them again. They were not invited to the wedding. Their mom made an appearance though. I had to be like, who is this? They flash back and I was like, oh,
2: her. Until so, they flash back. I, first off, I was like, "Who is same as you?" I was like, "Who is this?" Then it reminded me that I fairly remember storylines from previous seasons. Like, I started afresh.
3: I'm like, um, "Oh yeah, you." <laughs> I remember it, and I, I appreciate Vishal saying, "Well, his older brother got married. He didn't invite me. Just decided to be petty, and I didn't invite him back." I was like, "Valid, valid, and solid." <laughs> um. So yeah. So that's the background, and they've just been friends, and they have all the fun together, and it's like aid said pure their friendship is so pure but amrit is in a relationship with an american whose nicholas. parents yes <laughs> nicholas, nicholas is a diversity
2: hire of this show
3: He's the <laughs> cast <members about> it. <laughs> <laughs> and his parents are inven- evangelical christians and are not in support of the relationship and it's just you know taking their time i think they're just dealing with the fact that they have a gay son and it seems like every season there's been a little bit more progress i don't think they'll ever be on camera
2: no i'm curious
3: to see how their wedding plays out i'm excited that we might have two weddings oh we're getting two weddings (laughs) by the end of the season we will we will get to see nicholas and amrit's wedding oh awesome although amrit has let us know that it will be nothing like (laughs) vishal's wedding which is way over the top So part of the beautiful journey of Amrit and him being gay,
2: last season, one of the best things we've ever seen on reality TV is when he told his 91-year-old grandmother that he was gay. Yes. It was so touching. It was very touching, but it was also very honest. Um, Honest in that, Amrit, while his parents are supportive, it doesn't mean that there's no struggles. So the other thing that they showed last year was his parents sitting in a car talking about how... They love their son. They're happy for him, but this is not the life that they were imagining mm-hmm. for him growing up. Mm-hmm. And in his interviews, he talked about how, like, no matter how supportive people are when you're gay, you're ruining a dream for somebody whenever you come out the closet. Yeah. And one of the panels I attended at BravoCon was the Modern Love One, where he basically said the same thing again about how coming out is hard and while the support is there, like, it's just, it's a process. It's an experience and it's hard
3: anyway. For everyone else um, involved, because here's the thing for us. It's just like, Oh, because we're lucky enough to grow up in a world where it's just more accepted. We didn't grow up in the previous generations where it was harder. And sometimes you have to give grace to the older generation, especially from other cultures, who have to deal with it in their own way. Like sometimes we just expect, just accept because on a base level, that is what you should do. You should love your child no matter what, but people only work with, you know, what they've known or what they were taught. And that's sometimes difficult. And what I appreciated about last season was his mom didn't bring that to him. I think they had a scene with his dad where the dad just gave like sound words of wisdom and she was just worried for her child. Like, you know, what is his life going to be like? And at the end, she just made peace with it. But it was very important to her because they could have gone the route of not telling his grandma because she was already sickly and they knew that her time was limited. But it was just very important that she knew and that she accepted. And her, again, that's a whole different generation. She's 91. So her acceptance was like the sweetest, best thing. And it it was very touching and just very encouraging. And I hope he helped people out there.
2: And this season, he did tell us that his grandmother passed away um, last year. So then it made it even more touching that he got to tell her that he was going to marry Nicholas before she passed.
3: Yeah. I would like to add that I'm raving about this show, save for the parents. I'm just talking about the actual, the main cast members. I do not like anybody except Amrit. (laughs) And maybe half of Benny. Everybody else, I do not like them. They make great TV, but I find them so unlikable. (laughs) Interesting, unlikable, but we also call them pure. It's an interesting dichotomy because you're right. They're not likable people. Individually, but then Individually. as a collective, <laughs> by the time you add the parents, the parents skew the grade up <laughs> and then you put it all together. It's great TV. So it's kind of like Vanderpump Rules. They're all very likable, but there's no one to dilute that. It's just them. So, <laughs> but, I'm,
2: okay. I was amazed talking because we said they have real jobs. And in this latest episode, Amrit gets told that he's gonna be a partner in his law firm. And I was like,
3: in the history of Bravo, has a partner in the law firm ever been on a cast? I'm sure they has to. There's been a lot of shows. There has to be. I doubt it. It's not coming to mind, but there has to be. An Tom- actual real job
2: with real I'm like Tom Girardi? Uh- <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that counts <laughs> oh, he owned his own farm oh gosh you're right that does count <laughs> Ooh. but i'm like, sure i just thought to myself, he's like i'm a bankruptcy and litigation attorney and i'm like so if and i assume bankruptcy of like large businesses not like personal and i'm like if i was a big corporation and this guy who also sells underwear that makes
3: your butt look nice Wow. But I guess I have to differ. I don't know if it's big corporations because from the beginning, his boss has been like a B character. He makes appearances and I'm like, what person would want to be on a reality show except they're trying to tout it and he goes clubbing with his boss and I'm like, is it a big company? I don't know.
2: I just, uh, his boss is a f- flipping weirdo. Um <laughs> And I'm like, is it like publicity for the firm in exchange for... It has to be. In exchange for me getting to come on the show and be on TV? Okay, you can be a partner because you got me on TV. It has
3: to be. When I watched the Bling Ring documentary that followed up the thing and they were interviewing the lawyer for one of the people who were part of it, he said... I mean, no reputable like lawyer would want to be on TV unless you're in it for the recognition and the fame. And that's what we were doing. So, (laughs) um, that's what I'm guessing, but who knows? But yeah, but I don't know. Why did Nick have to quit his job? Um, he was a teacher
2: and I don't think he had to quit his job. I'm like, you could get a job as a teacher he taught spanish too in miami i think you can get a job he is becoming a um a stay-at-home spouse it appears
3: but that's my question why like did we find out why or he just
2: oh he said it was to get their house set up (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) that's why i mean by stay-at-home spouse he's
3: okay i didn't like their new place i mean those stairs were very scary to me i don't like windy stairs and all that stuff I expected it to be nicer. I'm like, you're a lawyer. Why did your house look like that? Uh, You know whose house was nice? Vishal's condo or townhome looked really nice. I was very confused. I was like, is that Vishal's parents' house? No, he got a town... No, where they were staying was his parents' house. Even though they said it was a day after the wedding. I said, when did they fly out? The day of the wedding? But they showed a flash of the house they were moving into when they talked about closing. That one, yes, that one looked nice. I
2: think it was weird because we were at Vishal's parents' house, but we didn't see Vishal's parents. So I was like, what's going on here? They hadn't
3: come back from the wedding. Okay. That's my guess. Because she was like, I'm not living here. No, sorry, Bob. And I was like, well, where are you going to live then? And then there was no answer. Get her an Airbnb. She said, no, she said he could go stay with um, Amrit and she'll <laughs> stay with her mom. I didn't, I didn't expect, I didn't say that as a serious answer. <laughs> I just figured they could get an Airbnb or anything. That's for six weeks. Uh, what is she, she's
2: a lawyer too, but we did, I assume she's still working even though she moved. That was very unclear.
3: Yeah, that is true. And then she had those, I'm sorry I didn't write it down, those bangles that she has to wear for how many weeks? And I'm like, is she going to work in those or how does that work? Because he said, I'm not going to drink until you take those off, which is like two weeks or something. hmm huh, Interesting. Um, we didn't get a lot of Bali in this episode, but Bali is someone who's in the middle. She's like the main character, of the youngins and an auntie, but she refuses to call herself an auntie. And <laughs> Bali doesn't have storylines. She's like here for color commentary. Yeah. And to support Anisha and Anisha is not here anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> what are we going to do? But she's also engaged to an American, a white American. So I don't know. That's been a long time also. And he lives in Oklahoma? I don't.
2: Life doesn't happen biweekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation.
3: Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Call on the podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's all to call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their ginger lime mule, and Grapefruit Paloma, which happens to be my favorites, you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. You guys know I
2: don't drink very much, so Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altar call M-A-F-S so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. I forget, but I'm not
3: expecting a wedding from that one. She said she was going to move. I'm just surprised they're still together. And I don't know if she's just coming to Miami just to film. Much like Anisha is. <laughs> But yeah, so let's before we get to Anisha, we're gonna talk to uh, we're gonna talk about Anisha last because there's a storyline. But we let's talk about Rich, Brian, and Monica. So backstory: Brian is one of the main characters. He's very cute. Brian Benny, I love his parents. His mom is my favorite. She's the coolest of them all. His dad is the coolest of them all. They're very close. They always do confessionals together. And Monica is the quintessential, as they described her, Indian daughter. Like, she doesn't drink. As Anisha said, she doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't have sex. Like, everything that I do. (laughs) So, she's a bit of a goody two-shoes. I do not like her. What are your thoughts on Monica?
2: (laughs) She's a goody two-shoes. But something, background on Monica, Rish, and Brian. In the first season, Monica was so upset because Anisha and somebody else implied that she might have gone into Brian's hotel room. And that's the purity of of this show is like the scandal that this woman would have gone into her Virginia purity would have gone into this guy's hotel room. And then season two, she rolls up and she's like, Oh, I have a boyfriend. Word on the street is that she had a boyfriend the whole time. (laughs) And she was mad because she was like, all everybody here knew she had a boyfriend. But the storyline the first season was like, Monica and Brian, well they won't they? They grew up together. They're best friends. Are they gonna date?
3: Yeah. When Brian's ready, Monica's not ready. When Monica's ready, Brian's not ready. So it was just yeah.
2: Apparently all that was nonsense. Monica was dating Rich the whole time. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um This episode, we see Rish and Brian hanging out, and I'm like, is that weird? I mean, Brian and Monica are still best friends, but is that weird in any way? Do you think it was weird, or it's just regular? I thought that it gives credence to the idea
2: (laughs) that they've been knowing Rish. Because Rish was also, wasn't he, he was also at... Vishal's bachelor party, because that came up this episode where they were talking about Vishal's bachelor party, and Rish was there. They weren't even filming. And this is what we mean by these people actually know each other.
3: Yeah, they all know each other. It's kind of like, again, the Nigerian community. Like, A just moved to Houston, which is where I used to live. So anytime she's like, oh, I went to this person, I'm like, give me a name. Like, the chances are high that I probably know who that is, because the community just kind of like, just know each other. Um... This relationship, because Brian had a a girlfriend the season before who was also named Monica. (laughs) (laughs) And she just wanted to get married. And Brian is like, I don't think that I live up to it. And he lost his job. And typical immigrant family, like the best is expected of you. You have to live up to a certain standard. You have to make a certain amount of money. And he was just like, the pressure was too much for him. And she wasn't budging. And they kind of broke up. He's like, I can't give you what it is that you're looking for. And Rish and Monica are facing those same things right now, especially with a wedding. Like in a Nigerian wedding, if you go to a wedding and someone's getting married, it is not unusual that an auntie or people you don't even know walk by you and say, don't worry, your time is coming. Even though I, you didn't ask. My, my they, Well, mine never
2: said your time is
3: coming. They say
2: your own shall
3: be soon. <laughs> <laughs> so unsolicited, because again, the crowning glory of your life is getting married. Um, there is something that Rich said that I I found interesting. He talked about the birth order. He's twenty eight and Monica is thirty, and he talked about the birth order and how he can't get um married because he has older brothers, and somehow you have to go in the order that you were born because it's just a respect thing. And I found that. Interesting because we do have that in the Nigerian culture. Again, it's not that you have to it's like a hard, fast rule, like yeah, you have people who are younger get married, but the expectation is that your older it's mostly for girls, because of course (laughs) the older sister has to get married. Like if your younger sister gets married before you, it's kind of like oh how dare she. But yeah. (laughs)
2: Um, I find it very, very amusing because Rish is like, oh, well, I'm dating someone. My younger brother is dating someone, but my older brother isn't dating someone. So what are we going (laughs) to (laughs) do? You're going to need to to break the shackles if that's what you actually want to do. And then Brian is all like, oh, there was too much pressure on me and Monica, the ex-girlfriend. But then he showed up to this wedding talking about, I just want to get married you know, I want what everybody else has. And it's like, well, you could have had that with Monica, who you just broke up with. Mm,
3: He couldn't have. Brian just wants to be a baby boy. He just wants to be in love. But in the culture, if you're in love, you might as well get married. Um, (laughs) But like you said, I do think that Rish is using that as a cop-out. He's not ready to get married. So, Rish and Monica are very frustrating
2: people. Monica, both of them, because... He's got his excuses. And one of the discussions that came up was whether or not they could move in together. And Monica is telling us all this stuff. And in the whole thing, I'm like, do you want to move in with him? Of all the considerations and discussions that we are having, I have not heard you say whether you want to move in with him. Oh, what will people say? That's what her dad says. Oh, well, I've always said that I would never move in with someone unless we were getting mar- married.
3: Oh, I would do it. And I'm like, I... I what do you want to do, Monica? But that's the thing. That's my problem with Monica. Monica is very, I guess, old fashioned or traditional, is what you call it, and very concerned with what other people think. I want to add that her parents are divorced, but she's really close to her dad. And their relationship, quite frankly, to me, is very codependent. They mm-hmm. do everything together. They, they were sitting, I think, at the wedding and they were trying to figure out where to sit. And she's like, Oh, I don't want to leave you by yourself. You have to do it. I'm like, You're 30 like, go ahead and live your life. And also dad, go ahead and live your life. So as soon as he asked to live, like Aid said, she doesn't think about what do I want to do, even though I do think she knows what she wants to do. But she asked her dad, what does he think? And her dad's response is, well, I'd prefer you were engaged at least because I mean, what if things don't work out, people are going to talk about you? What are they going to think? Who cares? They're not going to be the first to break up. But My issue with Monica, like you said, is that she doesn't seem to live life on her own terms. Monica is going to agree to move in with him, but she does not want to live with him. But she's doing it because in her mind, I think she thinks that she can prove to him that she's a good wifey and that will speed things along. Because she said something about she has these friends who moved in with them and then all of a sudden everything fell into place and then they got married and then they had children and then that happened. And I'm like, that is the worst reason to move in with a guy. Because... I
2: don't want to be like, oh, you're 30 years old. You shouldn't need your dad's blessing to move in with someone. It's cultural. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just sad to watch a 30 year old woman have no values of her own.
3: Yeah. I think it's different if she went to her dad and was like, hey, dad, I'm thinking about doing X, Y, Z. What do you think about it? These are my concerns. These are my fears. But you're mostly saying, what do you think I should do? <laughs> like, what do you, and he said, what do you think about it? And I don't think she knew. Um, not that it matters, but like we said in the first season, Monica was very, not adamant, but she wanted to keep her pure and reputation and got so mad that we said she went into a room with Brian. But, um, Rich made a comment in Mexico when he was washing off the paint with, um, Brian in the shower. And he was like, the only other person that I've showered with is Monica. And I'm like, uh, did he not get the memo? He's <laughs> supposed to not let us know that anything's happening there.
2: Well, they're like, oh, we got, we got an apartment, and now we have privacy. I was uh-huh. like. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> for what? <laughs> to cook? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, good luck with them. But I think the storyline for the season is that Rish is creeping on her. and that, And that's the thing. Even if he is creeping, the thing that would kill Monica is that it's public. And I love how this storyline came
2: about oh or the way to be like uh, Amrit was at the club with Nicholas celebrating that he got made a partner. Rich's brother's, um, Girl. brother's girlfriend was at the bar next door. She came over, they started talking and that's how he got the dirt. If it's true, I'm like, this is why this show is so great. The interconnectedness. Why does Amrit know Monica's boyfriend's girlfriend to
3: even talk to her? <laughs> And then even better, I just love how they understand the assignment. Amrit immediately texts Vishal. Vishal immediately <laughs> mentions it in the confessional and if you tell Anisha who hates Monica, she brings that up and it's going to come up. And I want to add that what's so funny is the girl who's talking all this shit about Monica is Nerja. Nerja is not part of the show because she's in the picture and her face is blurred out. <laughs> The first time they showed
2: Nerja with the blurred-out face, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Then the second time they showed Nerja with the blurred-out face, I'm like, what is going on? And next thing you know, Nerja is central to a (laughs) storyline.
3: So that's so funny that the person causing all the issues is like, yeah, I don't want to be part of this, so keep me out of this. But she's also just 21, so I can't wait. I can't wait to unfold. But we've mentioned Anisha a lot of times, Um, like Aide said, she was part of the central people who brought the show along with her close friend Vishal. I loved Anisha the first season. She's like, just like in your face. She's very blunt. She just says what she thinks. And she, you know, she made fun of herself because she was single. She was like in a long-term relationship and they broke up. And everyone was just worried about her having kids, meeting someone. And last season she froze her eggs and she has a great relationship with her parents and her grandparents. By season two, I just think she became obnoxious. She had the season two glow up and then it just veered into mean girlness. I just, I- Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin? You feel a little bit down or off and those cravings when you feel like you could eat anything in sight. Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrocontrol. control.
2: You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ALTARCALLMAFS for 15% off today.
3: Eddie, I
2: wasn't a fan. What did you think? It went from the person who calls people out in a good way to the person who's just kind of mean. Yeah. Yeah. I still like Anisha. I feel like yeah, Anisha is the spokesperson in this for the single girl who's getting up there in years.
3: Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so... To provide background, now, listen, social media spoils everything. We know that she's engaged now. She has a boyfriend and all that. But as of this season, she's just, they're just how many months in. She just decided to move to Arizona to live with him And her friend Vishal is having a wedding. So the wedding is in Mexico when they need people to RSVP and let them know. And she was kind of flaky about it and wasn't telling them if she was gonna come, when she was gonna come, if she was gonna RSVP and all that. And then she just showed up um, at the wedding. I think she came late. So from her point of view, she did all she could because she moved four days before the wedding and she showed up. But from Vishal's point of view, that's my really good friend. Like, why are you not fully present at my wedding? Why are you not part of it? And they don't really interact. But when she comes back into town and they're all back in Miami, she takes them out to dinner to talk about it. It was so awkward because Risha, again, just laughing. I just, I don't, is it a tick? I don't know. Like she takes something serious and she'll say, so anyone want dessert? Like it was just, it was very awkward. <laughs> so I was going to ask, what are your thoughts on the whole, whose side are you on? I'm uh,
2: I'm more actually team Anisha on this one. Okay. First off, it felt like she said, I'm coming to the wedding, but I can't tell you which days because you're having like a five day wedding. So I just need to let you know which days and I don't know which days I'll be able to come. Secondly, I don't know. I just get the sense that like Anisha had a certain role in the group. She was the single one. And then the minute she wasn't the single one and her energies weren't, I'm like, how much energy is she supposed to be putting into someone else's wedding? Like, what were the expectations here? You weren't sufficiently excited or involved enough. I flew to Mexico. And then once she flies to Mexico and spends two days or whatever at your wedding, what else is there to fight about? Hmm. It just, it feels a little diva-ish.
3: Why weren't you all up
2: in our wedding? Who's
3: going to be all up in your wedding besides the two of you? All right. Well, as always, I am on Team Vishal's side. Um, Here's my thoughts on this. I don't know, again, if it's a... Viewpo- Everybody views friendship differently. Everybody knows how they deal with friendship. I also think part of it... I don't know if it's culturally, but when you have weddings like this, there's more involvement. There's a traditional wedding, there's other things, and usually... There's a lot that's more expected. And this is not just a side friend. This is a close friend. I expect the person that has been my friend for a while, single or married, I don't think their status has anything to do with that, to be fully involved. I've been involved in so many of my friends' weddings, not like they asked or, well, some of them asked, but it's just what you do as a friend. You show up for your friend. Again, if this was a casual acquaintance, I understand that. Even if you can't, the only thing they told them is like, communicate that. Even when Vishal said, Did you have to move four days before my wedding? I know it came off diva ish, but it's a valid question. You knew about my wedding and all the dates. You chose to do a move four days before the wedding. Like, what are you, like? Yes. And I think both were right where she admitted that I'm being selfish and I'm putting it first and all that. And there are two ways to look at it. There's some people when they get a relationship, they get so involved in the relationship and that's all that matters. And your friendship don't matter. And I just don't view life that way. Sometimes, you know, your friends before you knew your, there's a way to balance it out. She could have just communicated. I had a friend who had a, um, destination wedding and the head count and all that really mattered. It was the difference between how many hundred dollars or anything for that to do. It's common courtesy. Even if you didn't know that what days you were gonna go, say that. Like, what's but so it terrible? Sounds like she did. She was she telling didn't. them, "I don't know which days I
2: can come." After and they chased like, her, and they're like, "We had to chase you," and I'm like, "Did you, uh, okay?" After uh, they chased her, I I, I don't know. I don't. Expect- perspective is they had to chase her. From her perspective, like I told you, I'm gonna do my best to come, but I don't know.
3: I I don't understand how she's supposed to say more than I'm doing my best. I don't think they have to chase you down to, I, I expect my, okay, there are many logistics. And in all the weddings that I've been in, there's been different things that they needed help with that I will help with. It didn't seem like she did because she was busy and she said it. She said, I'm selfish. I'm prioritizing this. I don't have time to this. And I'm putting myself first. I don't think it has anything to do with like, oh, I'm not the single friend or blah, 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 blah. It's your friend that you've known since childhood. Of course, I want you to be part of my stuff. So I don't have to ask you. Are you gonna RSVP? Are you gonna RSVP? If I say RSVP by X Y Z, common human etiquette. You X the RSVP by then. She said she didn't know if she was going to by then. Then you just say that, but not after they have to ask you. They have a million thing, one things. You know, you've been part of planning a wedding, and you know how much stuff is on your head. You don't have to worry about when are you going to respond, when are you not. And I don't know. I think I I I admire the fact that she said I was being selfish. Like as long as you can admit that, but. There were two two sides to it. She gave her a side of the view that where she's like, you know, I finally have a relationship. I finally have that. And that makes sense. But you can also admit, like, I was a shitty friend to you. Like, it wasn't about her not showing up because, yes, she did show up. But communicate to your friend. Also, why can't you just tell your friend that you're moving? Like, what is the big deal about saying I'm moving? Like, are you enemies? You're not. And also, stop dating people who don't want to be on camera. <laughs> I mean,
2: I was thinking about all the people who have had off camera characters. No one will ever top for influence and reference Big Papa if you're not gonna be an off camera big papa you like i actually I also think that some of this argument is not about being friends. it's about the show and mm-hmm. the fact that she's in a relationship with someone who will not appear on the show, mm-hmm. and their bread and butter is this show,
3: yeah. I thought about you when that was happening. Cause you always say when people fight, they're fighting about stuff that's not being said. It's things that's off camera. And I'm like, I wonder if this is the case, but it's just, it's sad. I want them to be friends again, because I mean, just you've been friends since you were kids. Like, what is it? Like figure it out without Risha there.
2: <laughs> um, sad news. When Vishal was on watch what happens live. He said that he still has never met her boyfriend. Oh
3: my God. This better work out. <laughs>
2: Brian, however, has. <laughs> Brian is her bestie on the show, it appears. And I think maybe because Brian's probably being more forgiving. But this whole like secret boyfriend thing, she it sucks because I really like Anisha, but she needs to get off the show. <laughs> this is, I'm going to fly to town for business I have on the East Coast to film the show that I'm on.
3: Well, I'm hoping that he treats her well and it's not a case of because I really hate it when people get into relationships and then you wrap yourself around this person completely because God forbid I hope it lasts, but if it doesn't, who's going to be there for you?
2: Like your friends. But um sh- I spoiler alert, she is married. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean anything to me.
3: <laughs> like I hope it lasts still. I hope like, it lasts too, she- but
2: I'm just. Yeah, she announced an engagement. Then at some point she announced a marriage. I have done some very light internet digging. I cannot find this man's name, his picture, anything.
3: I don't understand that. Like, what is it that you're afraid of? If someone comes to you as a woman, well, for those who don't know, comes to you as a woman is like a Twitter term for someone sending you DMs saying, hey, I know your man. He's my man too. But (laughs) if that's what you're scared of, like, wouldn't you want to know early? But I don't, I don't
2: know. I don't know. I just. We don't know anything about him, so we have no idea why he doesn't want to be on reality TV. But if you're going to date, marry someone who refuses to appear on
3: camera, you can't really. You're. It's like you're half on the show and everybody else is fully on the show. And it's always a bone of contention because even on. There are many other shows, but most recent that comes to mind is like. Yes, Jersey Shore Family Vacation, when they all had a fight and someone was like, I had to share my life on the show, but you don't have to. You've had a girlfriend this whole time. It's never been on camera. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So so I was going to get mad, but it is true. Like, it's not fair that some people get to share their lives and some people don't because it is a huge thing to share your life on camera because Lord knows we are not kind. So yeah, you got to pick. Protect your relationship or go in. But you also have
2: the option to, like, just because someone appears on camera, we don't know to know everything about them, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, some people are very much in a show, but not really part of the show. This man is in Scottsdale, but I hope someone finds his name, because I want to see a picture. (laughs) Even but I had no idea until the third episode when she started talking about food and she said he's Gujarati, and I was
3: like, oh, he's Indian. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's just like a, it, it's just it, the same way I feel like on Married at First Sight. If you know you're slow to open up and stay away from the show, it's how I feel about people who want to date people who are clearly on reality shows. On Siesta Key, Juliet is a character on there, and she's having that issue with her boyfriend who doesn't want to film. The thing is, though, he shows up and five minutes later, he's like, I don't want to be here. And every we have like three scenes of him ripping his mic off <laughs> and walking away. But then her friends think that that's a bad thing, that that's a telltale sign that the relationship is ending. And at first I was like, okay, that's a little drastic. But I'm like, if you're choosing that to be your way of life, unless you plan on quitting, I think I have to agree that that has to be a bone of contention. And I wonder
2: if she was given the option to quit the show. And she's like, no, I'll stay on. <laughs> and maybe they're annoyed. How are you going to stay on the show and not show your mans?
3: Yeah. Because you just got to pick. Do you want to be happy or do you want to be off the show? It seems like it'll be an easy choice for her though. Like I fully don't expect her to be on the next season.
2: No, I don't either. I don't understand how you live. The show is based
3: in Miami. (laughs) You live in Scottsdale. What else is there to say? I'm actually surprised she told us that she moved. Because usually they just kind of not say anything and say, oh, I was in town and just stay (laughs) in town. But yeah, but. Overall, I mean, so far, so good on the season. I'm really, really loving it. I hope they pick up on the audience. Have you checked the ratings? I have not checked the ratings. Yeah. So I hope it gets more traction and I hope it doesn't get canceled. And I hope it just gets more, you know, I don't want it to replace Shaw's. Like, I don't want it to seem like it's a replacement show, but it has the same dynamic because... Shaws, they all knew each other and they were all friends, and that's kind of what made it tick until they just they're just horrible people.
2: <laughs> Shaws, but Indian and more classy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Shaw's the Sunset. I'm actually sad it was cancelled. Even the trash that it was towards the end, I still
3: would have watched. Oh, it got icky. Like I just don't like watching shows that give me anxiety. And then when people like openly hate each other, it's palpable. Until they show up at BravoCon and they're best friends again. (laughs) Because they want to show. (laughs) Uh, So anyways, that was it on Family Karma. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know if we kind of convinced you to watch it. But we'll switch a little to some goings-ons on the MAPS world. Nothing really major, but just kind of noticed that Nate and Stasha are not posting each other. And neither are Lindy and Miguel. Yeah, and Lindy is in Vietnam. Like, I'm not, like, I mean, they can go on trips without each other, but I don't know, no husband, wifey, pictures. Miguel hasn't accepted her request, so we can't see his, so we don't know. But it's just a little, like, what's going on? And Mouse Fan, when she put out her little chart saying that the
2: season 15 was zero for five, all of us had questions, but maybe she knew
3: something that we did not know. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Dun, (laughs) dun. And then we would be remiss not to talk about the whole SK of it all. Now we know, we talked about Love is Blind on our Patreon, but honestly, I think everybody's watching season three of Love is Blind. We did a whole deep dive. We tried to explain the whole Nigerian tradition. And, you know, we gave him the benefit of the doubt because he seemed like a stand-up guy and they said they were dating. I can't even remember what we're talking about, but I did make a comment where I said, on a regular day, I would never cape for a Nigerian. <laughs> <sighs> and I said, And I put a caveat. I was like, I am married to a Nigerian man. My man is good. But I'm just saying, like, on a regular day, I don't know if any of you have heard that, but there's the there's the joke that Jamaican men and Nigerian men compete for who is the worst in breaking hearts. <laughs> like just pick your pick your poison between both. I say this to say that this week SK don't showed his ass, <laughs> like, <laughs> all of his ass, because people were already posting receipts last week. Raven was like, "Oh, it's not true, it's not whatever." And this week there was just like receipts you could not ignore to the point that last night Raven said, "Yeah, we're done." She did say something about legal proceedings that I'm like, "I was like, what, 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 <laughs> what I is that about?" This one girl was
2: like, "I dated SK." And I mean, she had pictures, but I was like, that could have been from two years ago.
3: What do we mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think those pictures were from two years ago. No, the most recent one was like, that was that, that's what you call receipts. Receipts with backup receipts of receipts. Like, it was just like him just saying, oh, it's just for money and all that. I got a couple of friends who actually like messaged me. Not that they were distraught, but it was just like, but aren't they there to find love? And I'm like, it's a reality show. <laughs> No one's here. Everyone wants to be an influencer now. It's either you want there to make the IG money or you're trying to get on the challenge or to just get on other shows so you can just prolong your 15 minutes. And I'm like, Kinetic is also who makes Married at First Sight. We have seen the difference in the last couple of seasons than before. I don't think these people give a fuck about love anymore. Like if it happens, that's the icing on the cake. (laughs) But (laughs) let's go for the drama instead. There's not like, my friend was like, don't they do like, Backup, like, don't they? Uh, background checks, and I laughed. I'm sorry, I laughed. (laughs) If you're listening, but (laughs) I'm
2: like, like, the background checks are like my catch if you're an actual criminal, yeah, wanted maybe, (laughs) (laughs) but just a secret girlfriend, Uh.
3: what does that have to do with them? Yeah, because like we said, what in the world would make you think someone like Bartice? And again, we say this. In the first five seconds, you would know, like, this person's not ready to... He's 25. (laughs) All he does now, he's like Shane 2.0. All he does is quote things about love is blind and all. I'm just like, ugh, guys. But it's a shame. Like we said, the magic is just, you know, season one. And once again, the friends who texted me was like, or even coworkers, they were like, oh, at least they have that one couple from season one. I'm like, guys, there's two. There's two couples that made it. (laughs) Poor Barnett. Um, But yeah, so that's where we are with SK. I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't know if he's going to show up to the after the altar. But like we said before, we can't wait to see the after the altar if it happens. And yeah.
2: When SK, there was a moment when SK, on Our Love is Blind episode, where I said, if this is a representation we have, they can keep it. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> with this latest news, that's how I feel. I didn't need this type of representation.
3: <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. I mean, the other side of the coin though, there are people who are wondering if Eske and Raven were just there for the endorsements, because I mean, I said in the first recap and some people share that sentiment, like they didn't really have chemistry, but again, I mean, by the second one, I was just like, they seem to have like a mature love. Like, it's not necessarily about just chemistry. They understand each other, what you need versus what you want. But Ada has told us many times, the people who make it in these kind of shows are the people who stay together. So maybe they got more because I think in one of the texts that he sent the girl, he said, I'm just there for the money. Like, it's not real. So maybe they had an agreement. Who knows? The thing is, we'll never know. I don't know <clears throat> if it was real love. I don't know if it was just for the money. But you get a better chance together than single. So, And if you studied for three minutes, you know that you have a better chance if you stay together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Huh. So that's our thoughts on that. So RIP to SK for Raven.
2: Huh. <laughs> Alexa and Brennan still going strong. Still Colleen going and Matt strong. still going strong. Still going strong. But it's gonna be very funny when they're together for like five years and people are still saying, "Oh, that couple
3: from the first season." They're the oldest. For- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But yeah. Alright, guys hope you enjoyed this we like we said we'll keep episodes coming on different things and the suggestions that you gave us we hope everyone has a lovely lovely thanksgiving and we will talk to you guys next week bye
2: bye